G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, always good to check in and catch some of the latest thoughts on those issues that are shaping our culture with the National Director of Family Voice Australia, Charles Newington, is back with us. Hello, Charles. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's good to be back. What happens in Victoria on the weekend will affect every state and territory and potentially the whole nation of Australia. And we tend on this program to talk about the social agenda that political parties have because often those things can be very significantly contrasted to an understanding that we might say is a Christian view of how things ought to be. But it's not just the social agenda but also the economic agenda for parties that is coming under question and I note that uh, Robert Gottliebson, finance writer, uh, just this past few days has a headline, uh, Promises but the money's gone. Uh, What are your reflections on the economic issues facing Victorians this weekend? Well, Robert Godlipson's highly respected in the media for his commentary on, on finance and the relationship between, say, the promises that, are, uh, that the government puts up or the parties put up and the actual reality, the economic realities. And he, he, um, he mentioned that, uh, uh, that the Andrews government has uh, hit the promises uh, tally up to over $80 billion dollars. And when you look at a comparison of the two parties, um, there's no doubt about it that the 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 government is promising more. It's kind of like um, you know if uh, the opposition says we'll we'll um, we'll we'll provide 2,000 uh, car parks, you know the, the the government says well I'll double you and 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 raise it to 11,000 or whatever. You know it's it's like a kind of a a competition, and um, it's the point being in this is that the the value of the promises, the idea of making promises, um, has become a kind of a, a a kind of like a sales pitch that's not expected anymore to be actually connected to reality. You know, so that uh, people kind of uh, think that oh well, um, um, this is just a game in a sense that it's like advertising. As, uh, we offer you more than the other party, uh, and um, and whether we can pay for it or not isn't um, isn't 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 the issue. The issue the issue is that people aren't asking the questions about whether whether parties or governments can afford the promises that they are making. And um, and I think that what this is doing is it's kind of making the politics uh, it's dumbing it down you know it's 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 calling the responsibility of um, of parties and, and governments into question if we if we do this sort of thing and take the electorate for granted you know and sort of uh, make offers to them that we we probably can't support and and in this particular case God Godleibson's point is that with the change in the value of property in in uh, in Victoria um, what that's doing is it's affecting the revenue so the revenue took for 2019 isn't going to be like it was in 2018 and uh, 
and the global predictions are as well that the trade war between the US and 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 China is going to start to have an effect and we're going to see some contraction in the global economy which is going to make things a little you know a little harder for uh, for us here in Australia as well so um it, it it's it's an important issue uh, to hold governments to account or to hold parties to account that if they promise something they're doing it in the real world you know and not and not in this kind of um, sort of sales world mm. that uh, the politics is tending to, to turn into. So, Charles, the idea of the possibility uh, of some contraction in economies in 2019, and you can't always predict what will happen with things like increasing trade wars between the likes of China and the US, but uh, there does need to be some sort of bracing for potential slowdown there economically. And this idea of, a like as you're describing, like a one-upmanship on economic mm. issues, and that in itself... Uh, is almost like a mask or a disguise for talking about social policy. And uh, it does seem to be there's some form of virtual silence over the social policies that we talk about regularly on this program. Yes, and I think that, you know, it's sort of message control. You know, it's uh, being able to control the messaging that's going out through the media. And, um, and the question that I'm asking is, um, because it seems like the media being part of society in general isn't so engaged with, um, you know, doesn't, um, it, it, it feels that some issues have been resolved. You know, some of the social issues have been resolved and people aren't that interested in them anymore and we don't particularly want to raise them unless there's actual capital in causing uh, a, a fire, you know, causing some kind of fire political fire it seems like there's been uh, real control on the messaging in 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 this uh, electorate so that people's eyes are just focused on the promises on the on the on the goods in the shop window as it were uh, and uh, and not some of the challenges and the problems that like for instance even to some degree I'm mean, one thing that has got some uh, some traction has been the the uh, the crime issue in in Victoria it's been a major issue in, in the national media, hasn't it? You know, the crime issue and, and resolving particularly the, the, the ethnic dimension. Is there, is there really an ethnic dimension? Um, are African gangs a reality? Uh, you know, we've, we've heard a lot for a couple of years now that this is a, a real reality and it needs addressing. And, um, uh, and you know, you'd, uh, I'm thinking, actually what I'm thinking here is that while politicians are sort of dumbing down the, the election and, um, and kind of turning it into a sales pitch, I think that, uh, um, that people are actually smarter than that. I, I, you know, already over half of the electorate have voted. They've already stopped listening. They've already decided who they're voting for. And usually that means they're going to send a message to the government, you know, that they're not happy. Uh, and so um, the, 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 what parties are having to do is they're recognizing that, um, that the horse has bolted, you know, advertising has almost done its dash. People have made up their minds the way they're going to vote. And um, it's going to be a fascinating, a fascinating um, situ uh, thing to watch this election uh, when so many people have stopped listening, uh, they've cast their vote, and, um, uh, and the last few days of the election um, are, are really kind of like a competition for the crumbs. Um, so, um, you know, watch the space. It's, it's, I think that this is actually, uh, you, you know, uh, Gottliebsen says that this is a bizarre 
uh, electorate. Uh, he's never seen an electorate like uh, 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 an election like this. But, but I think it's kind of the new normal. I think the more that parties go down this line of of, of turning elections into a sales pitch and uh, you know all smile and kissing babies and pretending nothing's wrong, that kind of thing. I think the electorate is sort of saying, oh no, I'm 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 not voting on that basis anymore. I'm voting from I'm voting from values. I'm voting from from things that are important to me. And, and of course, our society is increasingly, increasingly polarised on values. Now, I want to get to the idea of seven deadly policies. Uh, now, when people go to the Family Voice website, uh, they'll be able to check out those seven deadly policies on that list. Uh, let's uh, let's just uh, let's give some attention to that just now, because uh, a couple of other things to talk about too. But but on your website, uh, people will be able to access that seven deadly policies, Charles. Uh, we haven't got a lot of time to unpack a whole lot of them, so perhaps uh, run through your seven and we might pick on one or two. Um, yes, um, thank you. I think that the, 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 these are, as, um, you know, as the, the name mentions, is that while, uh, while we might be doing things in the economic world of our nation, providing jobs and things like that, which is all very, very important, I don't want to undermine it, there's the social fabric that gets affected by... Uh, things like um, the safe schools policy, for instance, um, and um, the safe schools policy is is undermining uh, the relationship between children and their parents uh, because it's a, putting into the state's hands the responsibility or the opportunity to shape children's sense deepest sense of themselves. Uh, you know, I think when we talk about one's sexual identity and uh, and, and gender identity, uh, you know, there's there's very little else that's quite as deep in terms of uh, in terms of affecting the identity of the person and how they think of themselves and how they think of engaging in society. I think that's going to be one of the biggest issues that will be on this social agenda and I know that there have been all sorts of groups that have formed especially to campaign on this issue of the Safe Schools program. Uh, Let's not spend a lot of time on that right now because there's a whole bunch of other things like freedom of religion and freedom of speech that's on your list also the issue of abortion of euthanasia and assisted suicide. I mean, when we run through these, Victoria has been the leader in separating themselves from anything that looks even mildly Christian. Uh, Then you've got uh, issues to do with reparative or conversion therapy and talking again sexuality issues there. You've got attacks on the God-given identity that we'd understand male and female with this whole issue of gender fluidity. It goes beyond what is just in the Safe Schools program. And of course, uh, you've got uh, government abuse of power public funds. Uh, there is a lot to unpack in those whole seven yeah. uh, areas there, Charles, and I'll have to point people to your website because we won't have time to unpack all of those now because there's another couple of things I just wanted to uh, to mention to you and uh, get your thoughts on because there is a new group that has formed and it's, it's more in line with uh, preparation for a federal election early next year, but there's been a launch of a group called Advance Australia. And it's an alliance, and it's it's set up to be a contrast to GetUp. What do you understand about the formation of this group? 
Well, it aims to speak on behalf of sort of mainstream society and it, you know, it talks about pushing back the, on the powerful elites and left-wing activists. It, it, it wants um, you know, basic things like the democratic process to be transparent and, uh, and more attention to the main issues that affect the nation and, and less attention to the, to the minority interests um, that, that have so dominated um, uh, our, our national life. And I think that it's a uh, it's an, a response to the breakdown of our political process. That people are getting just sick of politics. They're getting sick of the way that it's being manipulated by minorities, and uh, and they're looking for um, looking for ways uh, for politics to get back on the main game, which is things like making sure that the economy is working well and that the benefits of the economy are being fairly distributed um, uh, across the the the, um, the, the electorate. And so um, it, it's got a, a moderate social tone. It's not sort of saying that it's, uh, it's left or right or centre. It'll support anybody who's, who's sensible type thing. You know, it's looking for that good common sense political leader because it's really focusing on the fact that, that we feel like, lots of us feel like there's such an absence of moral leadership, sensible moral leadership in, in the political world. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go. We certainly need a counter to get up. You know, I was um, involved in the in the Queensland electorate some years ago, and the impact of get up in marginal seats. You know, they target um, um, they target marginal seats and strategic seats, and they they are they are devastatingly effective in in influencing the outcome. Of, uh, of those marginals. And from what I understand, it's the funding for GetUp is primarily trade union based. Uh, I wonder who the backers might be for uh, this new outfit. And, uh, and perhaps we won't have time to really get into that detail today because we're running out of time. I just do want to ask you, because there is a Victorian state election on this weekend, Saturday's polling day, as you mentioned, uh, as, as many as half of Victorians have already uh, given a Post, yeah. uh, you know, pre-poll vote. Uh, so half of Victorians will turn out uh, on Saturday. And I wonder whether you've got any sort of uh, ch- uh, challenge or encouragement uh, to Christian listeners who will be listening in from the state of Victoria. And there's something like 70 uh, cities and towns in Victoria listening to our conversation now. I wonder what your encouragement might be for Christians to uh, vote according to their faith rather than just what they're seeing in the advertising. I, I think that's so important that that Christians... Take this as a. This is a, a a kind of a mission from God. You know, every election is a mission from God that we vote uh, according to what we know is uh, uh, is right. You know, this thing of conscience uh, that we vote according to what we know is right. What's right for uh, in the eyes of God, and what's right for the for the state in this case. Um, uh, rather than just right uh, voting historically because we've been raised to vote one way or the other. And this is a complicated issue, and it, it, it starts in the heart. But I, I just want to direct people to that Jeremiah 29 passage, you know, I know the plans I have for you, you know, uh, for good and not for evil, that, that many Christians will know. It's worth going and looking at it, 29, uh, Jeremiah 29. But in that passage, it talks about uh, Babylon. Bear in mind that at the time when it's referring to Babylon, it's not referring just to the city, but it's referring to the whole empire with Babylon at the center of it. 
and uh, and and the call there is for engagement the call is to engage in the city in the nation uh, and uh, to recognize that uh, that through our engagement the true prosperity comes to a nation the moral prosperity the family prosperity the wisdom in government comes it's through our engagement it's it's not just pray for leaders it's prepare to engage as well in in the national good or in the state good uh, and to raise our children with with a consciousness that this is part of the mission of Christians not to abandon and leave their state to others to 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 uh, to influence but that it's so important that we uh, that we engage with the moral and the whole of our national and state life as Christians well Charles Newington great insight thank you so much for good encouragement once again today and I will point people to the Family Voice website, a new website, familyvoice.org.au. Charles Newington is the National Director of Family Voice Australia. Charles, appreciate you. Thanks so much for spending some time to share your heart with us again today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.